welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I am an alcoholic. I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in our literature. I'm a follower of Jesus, um, and we have come, you've come to a special time. You, We're entering into that Advent season as we prepare for Christmas and the coming of Jesus and the Messiah. And so for the next uh, four weeks, we're going to look at different themes uh, this Advent season. Now, the, this, this intro will be the same each time, and then we're going to veer off and, and do a different theme each week. And so the theme is, uh, I, I, I was inspired by a Bible study as well as an old hymn, Christmas Carol, um, and the theme for this four-part series is The Weary World Rejoices. And I think uh, it's as applicable today as when it was written in uh, the old hymn. And I'm going to share with you the, 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 the hymn, O Holy Night. I'm going to read just the, the first verse to you. Um, I'm not going to sing, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, copyright laws, I don't think, can allow us to get it, it sung for you, or I, I, I would have done that. But um, a, a familiar Christmas carol that is sung in many churches, and it goes uh, like this. O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And then the, the chorus or refrain goes, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Oh, night divine. What a beautiful, beautiful song. And that's going to inspire us throughout our, our Advent journey this year. And if you're watching at some other time, just imagine it's Christmas time. But um, and our, we're going to look at four different things, and it's going to be based on the lyrics. We're going to look at hope. Week one is going to be hope. Week two is peace. Week three is joy, and week four is love. And they're all based on a different part of the lyric. Uh, we're going to look at the weary world rejoices and having that hope in week one, or yonder breaks a new and glorious morn and we're going to look at peace during the second week and fall on your knees and and what joy and the theme of joy for week three and then O oh, night divine and how love is uh comes into uh it is the whole christmas story um and how it is infused with love um and we borrow the line from that, our, that, that Christmas hymn, O Holy Night, um, that thrill of hope, 
the weary world rejoices. And just for some background, um, it was written in 1847, but then it was translated into English in 1855. So it's a, it's a long song. And the truth is, our, our world honestly has been weary since Genesis 3. I feel it. I'm, I'm sure you feel it. Um, we're weary of the darkness, the pain, the doubt, the fear. We stand waiting. The writers of the Hebrew Scriptures knew, though, that they would... The wait would not last forever. Even in the midst of waiting, that thrill of hope sustained them. They could rejoice because they trusted in their hope, the hope of a promise, a promise of the Messiah, the light of the world. They waited with hope. The weary world waited. They waited many days we wait as the weary world. God's people look to the heavens and asked, and still today ask, how long? How long must we wait for the promise and the fulfillment of these promises that the light will come? We've waited Waited as the darkness grew. Waited in darkness. Waited in silence. But even in that, we hoped. The people who came before us with faith, they hoped. And now, here and today, we still stand waiting and hoping as well. We look back to that first Advent, that first Christmas, that first entering of into the world of the Messiah. And we also look toward the second one, the second coming. We're waiting on the Messiah to return. We're waiting for all things to be made new. We are waiting on the hope and the promises to be fulfilled. Now we have the privilege of knowing the full story. We know the promised Messiah came to earth. He died for the sins of the world. He is risen. He is conquering death and darkness and pain, doubt and feel, uh, fear. Excuse me. He is our thrill of hope. He is the reason the weary world rejoices. So I ask for you over the next four weeks, come on, come with me on an Advent journey as we look at a different theme inspired by the song, O Holy Night, and we embrace the truth that the weary world rejoices. When we were in the height of our addiction, when I was in the height of my addiction, weary was a great word to describe my world. I was weary all the time. Rejoicing, not so much. But today, we get to to remember that even the weary world will rejoice when that, that entrance of the higher power, that Messiah, Jesus comes into our lives and makes a difference. So come with me and, uh, and just come on this Advent journey as we prepare 
to celebrate and embrace all that Christmas offers. And what, uh, to just kind of keep me on track, I will do a 12-minute clock for each uh, week to try to keep that uh, this uh, a little shorter than longer, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So God bless, and here we go uh, for this week's Weary World Rejoices themed Advent encouragement. All right, let's put 12 minutes on the clock as we jump into week four, our final week of our Advent series. And week four is all about love. It tells us in the song, O Holy Night, which has been uh, sort of our guiding principles through the four weeks, O Night Divine, O Night When Christ Was Born. O night divine, O night divine, O night, O night divine. We finally get to the moment that we've been waiting for, although this is, I think, a, will be uh, broadcast a week after Christmas. Um, but that longing, that thing that we're longing for, that hoping for, that, that when Christmas comes, we look back and remember that first Christmas when God demonstrated his love for each and every one of us by sending his son to be with us here on earth. And um, we sing, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. From Genesis 3 until Matthew 2 and that inter, uh, interlinearity period between Malachi, like that whole time, all of history waited for this moment. Eve, Abraham, Rahab, Naomi, David, Isaiah, Malachi, Anna, Simeon, that they waited for the Messiah to come to their rescue. They waited for a Savior and a Redeemer. The child was born on that divine night, came to save us all. He is the Christ. He came to save us, to redeem us, and to demonstrate once and for all the, all, the way um, God loves us. Every year we celebrate the love of God on Christmas. We reflect on his love for us and, and we strive to demonstrate his love to one another. I think that's why it's such, uh, I'll use the word magical time of year, but that special time of year because it's full of love, even more love than any other time of year. People are experiencing and, and trying to show love to other people, people in their family, friends, people at work, people they don't know, people who are disadvantaged. There's so much love that people experience this special moment each year as we experience this, this time of Christmas. We know and appreciate God's love all the more through, through the perspective also of waiting and hoping that, that God will come. We can better enjoy the light if we've been through the dark. And as addicts and alcoholics, we know all about that. We've been in the darkness. So when we've come from the darkness to the light, we can when we experience the light, it, we're so excited. And it's, it's hard. We talked about being compelled by the joy. Um, when we've experienced the darkness and we've now come into the light, it's hard to keep us from telling people, I'm sober today. I know Jesus today. My life is different. And let me tell you about it. 
The truth is, we pray you know the wonders of hope, peace, joy, and love. I think of, you know, as we sing from that, the, the Christmas carol, the wonders of your love, the wonders of your love. God loved us, so God gave. He gave a gift, his son. At Christmas time, so many of us look forward to buying the perfect gift for friends and family. And I, you know, my my love language is gift giving. I that's that's how I express love. That's how I experience love. When I find the perfect gift for someone, so at Christmas time, I enjoy this time because I get to show people how much I love them through what will hopefully be thoughtful gifts, not necessarily expensive gifts, but when it's the perfect gift for somebody. Like, I get to show uh, that love. And it tells us in John 3.16, God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish because of our sin, but have eternal life. Talk about a good gift giver. God loved us. So God gave. And God, knowing the pain that would come from this sacrifice, yet he valued the outcome even more. He gave us the one gift that will never disappoint. So this Christmas season, this Advent season, open it, marvel at it, rejoice in it, and share it with others. This incredible gift of Jesus. And let's be honest, love, love was God's idea. God's the one who came up with love. We didn't come up with love. God modeled it so that we could know what love is, so that we could experience that with others. And we have this, as best we can, this love among like people, and it, it, it falls short, but we're just trying to emulate the love that God showed us. And the truth is, love is God's idea. He told us in John 1.29, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He showed us love in saying, I'm going to show you a way that uh, we can take your separation, your lack of holiness away so that you can be in union with me. Because the very character of God is, is holy. And so we can't very much be in this unholy state in God's presence. And so to, to make that, that bridge, Jesus, who lived that perfect spotless life, was able to, in his life, connect us with God because Jesus was holy and we follow Jesus. Jesus allows us to be, and we use his holiness to be in God's presence. If you think of a clear glass of water, you can't just throw, you know, a muddy fist into, because then, then it's no longer, it's, it's sullied, it's, it's, it's muddy. But God's very character is the clean glass of water. And so if we're going to enter into his presence, we need to do so in a way where we can be in, in that presence. And Jesus allows us to do that. It tells us in 1 John um, 4, 9, and 10, God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice 
for our sin. In other words, so that we could reconnect to God's holiness, to his purity. God is unchanging. His character, his holiness, his love for us is unchanging. And uh, some big words. It's, it's immutable. It's, it's redemptive, his love. It existed before the foundations of the world because God's idea was love. Love was God's idea. It's not something he invented along the way when he was creating the world. It was part of his very character. And as we sing the hymn, Joy to the World, the Lord is come, that last line proclaims the wonder of God's love. The love of God. It's not a passive love. It's an active love. We encourage you this Advent season, ask God to put someone on your heart who you can love through through an act of kindness or joy. Love them. Show them in the spirit of the season what love truly is. Be encouraged that with actions of love, you can overcome evil with good in Jesus' name. Our past can be our greatest asset because it's redeemed. Because of love, we can overcome all of those things. The step, steps help us to do that as well. They're a perfect complement. And the truth is, Christ's love compels us. Listen to these, these scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. We've experienced a spiritual awakening, a spiritual experience. The new has come. We have a, a new attitude toward life. We have a personality change because we have been, as the big book says, reborn. The, the Bible also says very similar uh, about being born again. Those who follow Christ, those who follow Jesus, this, this baby that we celebrate during Christmas, we are new creations. Now, if we remember, if we've accepted God's gift of salvation, there's nothing that can separate us from his love. And it, it tells us in Romans 8 about the, the depths of the sea and the sky and, and that there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. Be encouraged that his love is for you. Each and every one of you, God's love is for you. It's unconditional. It's everlasting. It's better than any love you'll ever experience here on earth. As believers... We are ambassadors for Christ. We are called to go and tell, carry the message, to share the message with others. How wonderful that we serve a God who loved us enough to send his son to die for our sins and give us new life. It's amazing. That's the wonder of his love. That sense of wonder of God's love for us is, is seen in uh, 1 John 3, uh, ver- chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has given us, that we should be called God's children. And we are. Because of Jesus, we don't have to earn our place in God's family. We become children of God when we follow and let me just share with, uh, with you uh, seven, pri- seven privileges of being a child of God. This is a, a, le- a list from Tim Keller, um, again, a, a pastor and, and author. 
And these were the seven things he said, the privileges of being a child of God. One, we have security in our relationship with our Father. And all of this is based on Romans. He based it on Romans 8, verses 14 through 17. So if you want to look up, look that up and see. But he, this is what he pulled these seven privileges from that time. We Authority in our status as children. Um, so that, that we, in regards to God. We have the ability to cry out to God as Abba, a term of great intimacy. We have this 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 availability of knowing God on an intimate level, not a, a faraway level, but this intimate daddy level um, of, of intimacy. And that's what Abba Father means, daddy, papa. Um, and, that, and for years, the reverence and fear of God overrode the intimacy with God. And as children of God, we have this intimacy with our dad. If you have a good relationship or a, 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 a good memory of your father and, and that being able to, maybe even a grandfather, how you, can, you could crawl up into his lap and, and the love that was experienced there. That's the kind of love that is pictured in, this, in the scriptures. We have assurance through the Spirit we are children of God. We don't have to worry about it. We don't, do, is my salvation here? Is my salvation, do I still have it? We have an inheritance as heirs of God. We are God's children, and so we, we get to be part of his inheritance. Um, we get discipline from a loving father. And finally, there is a family likeness as we share in Christ's suffering. We, we have a, a, oh, you... That, that you look just like your mother, you look just like your father. We have a family likeness now because we're, we're children of God. As we conclude this time and as our, our timer has run out, Advent is a season of waiting. And so we wait again, knowing as God's children, we can wait for the Savior who loves us, who will come again because he said that he would. Know today, without a shadow of a doubt, you are loved. Share that message with others. If you don't know that, embrace the opportunity to be a person of faith. Join us on this journey. Embrace the babe in the manger as the ultimate gift of love. And, and be uh, just marvel at the wonder of his love for you and for me. In this Advent season, may God bless you richly. May you experience the love of God in such a way that it changes your life. That's the kind of love that was God's idea. A life-changing love. May you experience that. And if you have already, be sure to share it with others. Thank you so much for coming on this four-week Advent journey with us and know today that you are loved. Thanks for coming to Studio RC. Be sure to like it, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, we just want to get the word out and encourage others, especially about the love of Jesus 
during this Christmas time, especially to our friends who are in recovery and, and, and uh, need to hear this message. So may God bless you and keep you until we see one another again, hopefully maybe next week um, at our next Studio RC. But remember, uh, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.